It is eight minutes after seven o'clock. We're here till around ten minutes to eight, so plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions here in the employment hour. We talk about workplace rights, your job, your boss. Maybe you are the boss. Maybe even let go and you're staring down a severance letter, or you just had one recently and you think, "Damn, did this uh, did this go well for me, or did I get uh, sold down the river?" Well, we can answer that question. Dave Candy's here for the evening to answer your questions. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale and one triple eight two two five talk. That number, of course, is toll-free. We'll get to that, the severance pay calculator, and all kinds of other good things like we do here on the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Dave, how are you, pal? Good. You, John? Good, man. We always start with the week that was. I know you got a couple things that you want to uh, discuss. So the floor, my friend, my frere, is yours. Perfect. Yeah, the uh, first case I wanted to discuss was uh, dealt with a long-service employee, about 24 years of service, 52 years old, and he was an operations manager for the last five years of his uh, job there. And before that, he was uh, he was basically in a technical role, and he's promoted to the operations manager role and, and oversaw about 10 to 12 uh, technical uh, staff mm-hmm. members. And uh, so, you know, things were going uh, going well, he thought. Uh, he's there in that role for about five years. And he comes in on a Friday, and someone's getting a tour of the the, the plant. Right. And he says, well, who's this? And his boss says, well, actually, this I haven't told you yet, but this uh, gentleman's going to be replacing you wow, nice. in your operations manager role. But we think you're great, um, you know, from a technical perspective, we think, we think you're great at what you do. And so we're going to offer you that job again. You can take that. Uh, he's going to take over your office, so you're going to lose your office. Uh, and the office basically oversaw where a lot of these guys were doing the work. And, uh, and you're not going to be on your salary anymore. You're going to have an hourly rate. Um, which would have resulted in about a $15,000, $20,000 pay cut uh, based on a normal work uh, work schedule. He says, well, I, I, you know, I can't. This is ridiculous. This is <laughs> embarrassing. I, I can't do this. And they say, okay, well, then we don't have a job for you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so he leaves. And um, you know, the, the, the big mistake they made was basically, but, but what they did, they effectively terminated his employment. Sure. Uh, they could have actually just implemented properly, and he would have had to quit an alleged constructive dismissal, which this clearly is a constructive dismissal. It's a yep. you know fifteen twenty thousand dollar pay cut. It's you know you're it's a demotion. Duties and responsibilities change. You lose your office. It's you're now you know on the same uh, same level as the people who used to oversee, and now you're reporting to this this right. new uh, new employee. So it's clearly a constructive dismissal. But the way the employer handled it is they effectively just terminated his employment and then said he quit. Um, so it was, it was, you know, from start to finish, it was terribly handled. Like, don't bring the the new person in. If you're going to do that, you have every right to do it. You just, A, you you break, you know, you let this person know in a respectful manner. He's been with you for 24 years and, uh, you do it, you know, in a meeting and, um, you know, offer some type of a, you know, a severance package and they didn't do any of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we were able to resolve the matter recently um, on the basis of a 18-month uh, severance package, uh, which he was very happy with. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's a, a couple couple main lessons here. The one is if you're an employer, you, you do have, I mean, they're allowed to manage their workplace. They're allowed to hire someone new. They're allowed to let someone go. But, you, you know, you, there's a certain way about going about it. And yeah. to, to deal with this individual, um you know, you can't just expect him to take this role. You have to know that, okay, if we want someone else in the role, we're going to have to let this guy go. Mm-hmm. And sure, we can offer him the job, but there's no obligation on him to accept this. And you have to be prepared for the severance package and not just say that he quit because he didn't quit. It's 
you know, it's like if he wasn't let go when they told him to leave, it was a constructive dismissal. So there's sure. no way out of it for the the uh, employer. Um, and another way to think about it too is the employer, if they're worried about the severance pay and then the termination pay, they can give working notice um, of the change. They could actually say, you know, in, in six months we're going to give you this. Uh, you're no longer going to be in this role, and you're going to be in the uh, in, in this uh, you know in the lower position. Um, and then, you know, you at least get some uh, credit for that severance pay because of the working notice. Right. So. Okay, but but the working notice has to be written. It can't just be, oh, by the way, Jim, uh, let me just call you in the office here for a second. It's got to be a written working notice. R- yes? Written working notice, yeah. And, you know, I, I give the example of six months. That wouldn't be sufficient because um, he's a 24-year guy. But you'd at least get, if you're worried about the pay, um, the amount yeah. of money you have to pay, it at least gets, you know, satisfies some of that obligation. Um, and, you know, in an ideal world, you'd provide even more of that, and especially to companies that are uh, struggling financially somewhat or just don't have that cash on hand to pay out a big, huge severance mm-hmm. package. You can yep. give working notice and get credit for that. And sometimes, you know, it may be awkward, but that may be the only way, uh, you know, a company, a smaller business uh, can go about doing that. And by credit, you mean if they're owed 12 months severance, the the employer can go six months severance plus six months working notice, as long as the math at the end works out, right? That's right. Yeah, they do get credit for it. Now, importantly, they don't get credit for it towards statutory severance pay um, under the Employment Standards Act. But um, if you're a smaller employer and you don't meet that threshold anyways, then you wouldn't have to give that. So that's not an issue. The scary thing is here, this exact scenario you spoke about, that this person was smart enough to give you a call. How many times does this happen a day in this country and people just swallow it and accept it and walk away with it? Yeah, I think it does happen a lot. And, you know, you see it at different areas. I mean, sometimes people just accept these changes and they say, oh, I guess you know, my employer is telling me I have to do this. I'm not mm-hmm. happy about it, but I'll accept it. And then once you've accepted that, you can't go back, you know, right. s- three months later and say, oh, I'm, I now want to allege constructive dismissal. I'm not, I'm not happy with it. You've accepted that as your new terms of employment. And uh, it is not a constructive dismissal once you've accepted it. And um, and that's so it is important to deal with it right away. The other situation sometimes I've seen is where people are actually told by the, the, the employer that, you know, we've treated, you've basically quit. If you're not going to accept this, you've yeah. quit. And they actually think, oh, okay, you know, I, I have quit, I guess. Uh, so I'm not entitled to severance pay. And that's not true. If an employer tells you that you're done, they, oh, if you don't accept this change, if you don't, you know, um, you know, if you don't agree to this, you're quitting. That's not true. Quitting has to be uh, an act. You know, a clear and unequivocal uh, decision by the employee, right. and uh, it, it can't be something that the employer makes you do. That's a termination, and you are entitled to severance pay. Lines are open for your calls and comments. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five. Talk that is toll free. What else you got going on tonight, pal? Yeah, another one I uh, dealt with recently was um, a thirty six year old woman. She's in a uh, brand manager uh, type marketing type role, and she had about four years of service. Mm-hmm. And she was on uh, parental leave. Uh, let tell you know, and you know, obviously there's a replacement for her while she's gone. Yep. And uh, apparently they they liked the replacement better, and it so they yeah, it, it seems to happen um, quite a bit. Uh, and so they tell her, you know, when she's starting to make connect with them to to come back to work. They say, no, you're, you know, we, we're going in a different direction and it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, your parental leave or anything, but we're going to let you go. And uh, they offered a, a very minimal severance package. And, you know, there's a couple issues here. First here, the first off, it's a human rights, uh, potential human rights violation uh, to let someone go. You know, it's given the circumstances and timing, it's, you know, quite obvious that that was at least part of the reason they let her go. Okay. And then the other issue is, you know, she's been out of the workforce for, you know, 12 months. Um, and she's used up her EI, 
uh, and then all of a sudden she's out, uh, you know, out there and she doesn't have a job. She hasn't been looking for work because she's been focusing on her family. Sure. Um, so in most cases, she'll be able to get a better severance package um, than, you know, than, than otherwise, than she'd otherwise get. We were able to actually get a, about an eight month severance package for her. Um, and she's, you know, usually would only get probably in a four month range. Uh, and that was because of that human rights issue and the fact that she hadn't worked uh, worked in a year and it was going to take her a while to get, you know, she her, she didn't have her contacts. Um, it, it's a lot easier to get a job when you're employed uh, as yep. opposed to you haven't worked for a year and then all of a sudden you're thrown out there. So um, that uh, I think shows to employers you have to be very careful when making that decision to, you know, not let someone come back from a statutorily protected leave, whether that's a parental leave, whether that's a, a medical leave of absence. I want to bounce over to our first uh, phone call of the night. Got uh, Kyle on the line. Hey, Kyle. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on in your world? Um, I'm an employer, um, okay. and I've got about 14 employees. We're in the construction business, and uh, we've uh, lost a contract that is uh, an ongoing contract, so we have to do some layoffs. Um, and I want to make sure, like, we like all our guys, but we just can't afford to keep a few of them. Yep. So we obviously want to make sure we do things right, and whether it be severance or things like that. Um, but what would you suggest I do? Great call. So yeah, it is a. Are you? What type of industry are you in? Uh, construction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you, you do. You may plan on calling some of these people back. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. If we got the, if we got another contract or work that was related to their skills, absolutely. Okay, because for construction workers, you don't actually have to pay them anything under the Employment Standards Act. In, okay. In terms of termination pay or severance pay, uh, so you can actually let them go technically under the Employment Standards Act without any obligation. So, you know, if, so if they can go get another job right away and mitigate their damages, uh, they, they would actually have no damages or now, very limited. Would you suggest that, like, it's about four months left over in the contract. Would you suggest that I tell them, like, right now, for example, you look, there's four months and I got nothing for you, um, and give them lots of lead time to find another job if that's what they want to do? Absolutely, because what my next point was going to be, even though they don't have rights under the Employment Standards Act to, to determination and severance pay, they do get common law severance pay. Uh, right. There's nothing that, that eliminates that right. And one of the ways you can you know, meet your common law obligations, or at least some of them, is to provide working notice of termination. So the way to do that in your circumstances is to say, you know, on this date, and you have to be very clear about the date. So on this exact date, this is going to be your last day of work. Now, this is formal notification that your employment will terminate as of that date. And, you know, you can say it's because we lost this contract. Okay. And you'll uh, get credit for those four months severance pay. Date, what Pardon? happens then? Pardon me? If they resign, say I say in four months you're done, yep. but in two months they find another job and they say, look, I found something, I'm going to take it because I don't know if there's going to be anything else. Oh, cool. um, and they resign then. Yeah, then you I mean you don't owe them anything else. Okay. Um, one of the things I should say, Kyle, so yeah. let's say you give them four months on uh, working notice. And again, it has to be in writing, has to have a specific date yep. uh, on that notice. Um, let's say someone has, you know, I don't know, do you have any people with a significant amount of service over four years? Uh, no, these are all one, two-year guys. Okay, so in most cases that should meet their common law obligations anyways, but if you do want to give us a call just to make sure, um, you know, in, in case you need to give them a bit more notice or, or something else, uh, you know, you should you should feel free to do that, okay? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate that. And also, you can go to, uh, before you make that phone call tomorrow with Dave, which you should do, of course, um, that number, one 821 5900 Go to severancepaycalculator.com as well. Kyle, there's an employer mode on the calculator, and you can figure out, as you mentioned, Dave, 
uh, exactly what his full uh, their full entitlement. Yeah, just type be, in so the can, type in the stats, yeah. and they'll give you give you an estimate. And if you need to need us, to, you know, help you with that, we can do that as well. That's you know, and that's an important point that uh, you know we often touch on the show we have for years that people in construction, although they may not have any rights under the uh, CSA, they will have rights common law. That's important to keep in mind, right? Yeah, and there's a big misconception about that yeah. out there, and a lot of I know a lot of construction workers hear that like oh, I'm not entitled to severance pay because you know the Employment Standards Act says I don't get it. You know, there's exceptions to that. Um, no, common law has not changed at all. Um, you know, it doesn't. It's not impacted at all by the Employment Standards Act in that regard. So construction workers are still entitled to common law severance pay. Now that can be impacted by the fact that it, you know that a lot of the times it is. I mean, maybe not at this time of the year, but for construction workers, they do find they do seem to be able to find jobs quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so the availability of similar employment, which is the fourth main factor we look at when we're considering severance pay, uh, sometimes kind of you know uh, prevents a, a, a high notice period. But um, gotcha. you know, it, it, we still look at age, years of service, position, but then the availability of similar work is another factor. And in a lot of cases, uh, they can uh, you know replace that work. Although right now it may not be uh, that easy given the uh, the time of the year that that's happening. Yep. Right. Any other uh, questions as we uh, go to break? The number to get a hold of Dave Lior, member of the team. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com is email. And, of course, we've got plenty of time for you to call in and talk to us here. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about uh, your job or employment in general, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one triple eight two two five. talk That's toll-free. Employment Hour continues right here on Global News Radio. Plenty of time for you to call in till around uh, 10 to 8 tonight. We're back, of course, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. The weekend shows the Employment Hour, and Employment Hour at 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on Saturday and Sunday mornings uh, as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That number this evening need to call in absolutely toll-free. Get to uh, to Greg. Hey, Greg, good evening. How are you? Uh, yes, good evening. I'm just calling with regard to my uh, nephew. He's a civil engineer. He just got out of uh, Mac University and uh, started his first job and came down with uh, pension headaches, which uh, went to all different practitioners and still couldn't get relief. So he had to quit the job. I was just wondering what he'd be entitled to do when you're on the job. That's terrible. He, had to, he, he quit. They didn't uh, recommend any type of medical leave? No, no, he just, you know, he just couldn't handle it. Uh, and then one day he just said, uh, I'm quitting, I'm going back and getting my master's degree. Okay, so in that case, he would not uh, be entitled to any type of severance pay just because it's a voluntary resignation. Um, even, even if he had to do it because of pension headaches? Yeah, so the, the, you know, the way to appropriately deal with that is to... Go to, if you want to, you know, preserve the employment relationship or preserve any type of severance entitlement you've accrued, yeah. is to go on a, a medical leave of absence, and so right. they can't fire you. Well, you know, because you can't work, you just have to get a doctor's note saying that you're you're unable to work um, for you know for a certain amount of time due to the medic due to a medical condition, and um, that would give you time to try to get better. Uh, and some some employers it wouldn't also have a short term or long term disability program that you could go on and potentially get yeah, some he, of your he didn't income. Have any, uh, unfortunately, he didn't have any uh, benefits at all. Okay. Uh, so, so he would just be on an un, likely on an unpaid medical leave of absence, uh, and he would have still been an employee there until he was ready to return to work. I see. I thought if you quit because you can't do the job any longer due to stress. That could, 
potentially be a frustration of contract. Uh, he would need medical evidence showing saying that he is unable to do the work and you know won't be better uh, in the foreseeable future. Uh, basically, has no chance of returning to work. Um, so the way to hand you know, and in that case, he would be able to, he'd be entitled to his minimum standards under the Employment Standards Act, which would be either one or two weeks of, of severance pay. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate yep. it. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate that. Any more uh, information you need uh, going forward, one 821 is the number. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale for you. You want to call in, ask your questions, we'd love to have you on the air here. one 225 talk That number is uh, toll-free, as you know. Dean, hi there. Hey, how you doing? Good, brother. What's going on with you? Uh, well, again, like the other callers, I'm uh, calling for my daughter, uh, she worked for a uh, sales promotion company. She started uh, doing, um, as uh, I guess, uh, some clerical stuff. Uh, you know, um, accounts receivable, accounts payable, that sort of stuff. Then she got promoted into a managerial position that managed. Uh, uh, once the salespeople had put in their orders, she managed the orders and made sure that everything went in the direction it was supposed to go to. She worked for the company for ten months, or sorry, eight months, and uh, she got recently. She went in, and uh, the boss basically called her in the office, said she wasn't a good fit for the company, and said that she couldn't trust her, and that uh, they they released her with no other paperwork, no nothing. They just basically walked her out the door, and uh, I'm just it's sort of a real uh, kick in the you you know what for her because. Uh, she has several emails stating from the owner of the company that she is going to be the next CFO, chief, chief financial officer for the company because it was very small, had nine employees. Yeah. And the, the week actually it happened the week after the boss actually had her working, not working, but going to her house and dog sitting. And two days later, she fired her because she was not a good fit for the company. She's 26 years old, and that's about it. So it just doesn't seem right because she has lots of uh, promotional stuff that she has received and got good comments and good emails from the owner of the company. And like I said, worked for the company to, or not worked for it, but came and stayed at her house on a Friday and a Saturday night to dog sit. And then on the Tuesday after the long weekend, uh, they let her go because he said she couldn't trust her and she wasn't a good fit for the company. No he severance? Said, no severance, no nothing. Okay. Why that's... couldn't they trust her? That's That seems to come out of the blue. Yes. Well, some of the, the underlying story was there was a meeting that they went to. She was not involved in the meeting, and she asked about some of the people, asked the people who were in the sales meeting what was going on, and she said it was about uh, internal gossip. And then the next day when she came in, she was let go. Huh. That's and, uh, and she had and she has she's she's brought her some over the emails and they've done nothing but like they say nothing but praise about her good work and the direction she's going in. Right. And and then like I said, she actually went she asked the boss asked her to dog sit at her house for the long weekend the the Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, the very next two days later, she gets terminated because she, they said she was not a good fit for the company. Yeah. So based on what you've told me, Dean, 
it's quite clear that uh, they don't have cause to terminate her employment. Um, if they, you know, that really has no reason to terminate her employment. There's, you know, she's not only has she never been disciplined. It sounds like she's been praised and promoted throughout her tenure there. So, um, based on what you've said, it's quite clear to me that there's not a termination for cause. But all that means is she's entitled to severance pay because an employer is allowed to let you go, and they don't need a reason to do it. They just have to pay to pay for the the, the appropriate severance package. Um, so, you know, as strange as this sounds, um, you know, the, the, the decision doesn't seem right. Um, but, um, you know, they, they do have to, they, they're allowed to do it. They have to pay her a severance package. And she has eight months of service. Yes. And she's 26 years old and she had a managerial role and she was, sounds like she was on her way to be, you know, even a more senior position, right? Yes, it was. So, um, you know, it's, it's always, uh, tough with the short service and younger employees, but, I would say she'd probably get somewhere in the, you know, two, maybe at most three months of severance pay. Okay, because uh, I believe it or not, I've listened to your show quite often coming home from work. Good. And they, I've uh, went on actually because she was obviously very distraught the day that it happened. Yeah, sure. So I went on your severance pay calculator yeah. website, yeah. and uh, it uh, was very helpful and very oh, great. quick and very quick and clean. It's exactly what you said it would do. It yep. did. And, and what does it really, say she was entitled to? Uh, somewhere between seventy-five to eleven two. Yeah. Okay. And and does that sound like about in the two to three month range? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah because I calculated what her hourly rate was for her yearly rate and put it in. Nice. So I don't know. I'm just calling to see if there was any sort of underlying things because obviously the the website just can't speak to you. So. No, but we'd be happy to speak uh, with, with you, Dean, or your daughter, or both of you. Um, so if you give us a call tomorrow, uh, we'd be happy to discuss the situation and, and what you can do about it because, um, you know, like I said, they're, they're allowed to let her go, but they, they should be paying that severance pay. Um, okay. and, and, I mean, the fact that, that they don't even have a written termination letter doesn't sound like... Um, yeah, it, there was nothing. She just walked in, and uh, that was it. Come into my office, and she says, we're get, letting you go because of you're not a good fit. I don't yeah. think I can trust you. And then walked her at the door in front of everybody. Yeah. So oh, obviously yeah. right. there was the, there was the embarrassment and you know degrading, and then of course there's all the emotions, anger, frustration. Um, you know, fortunately she's uh, she's taking it rather well moving forward. And uh, I just thought I would uh, call you guys and see if there was just any other little information that I could get. Obviously talking to you guys or somebody else of obviously your magnitude to try and move forward because yeah. I really don't think that it was she was handled correctly. No, it doesn't sound like it, Dean. I'm, I'm glad you called us. No, thank you very much for the, for the uh, vote of confidence and obviously letting me know what's uh, the direction I can help push my daughter in towards because, you know, what kids are like, they don't always want to, uh, they ask for your opinion, but don't always take it. So. Oh, that's yeah, right. true. And, you know, it's a, yeah. it can be an intimidating, you know, a lot of people are are intimidated by the legal process, right? You know, they, she's probably never called a lawyer before, um, so to have to do that, um, a lot of people think it's going to be intimidating, but it's it really shouldn't be. Um, you know, we can go over the uh, the situation with her and you know her what happened and her termination entitlements and how we can help. Dean, appreciate the call, and again, I know you're going to call tomorrow, so please do so. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour dot com. 
Uh, Dean kind of checked all the boxes here. He he mentioned the reason of the firing. He mentioned using the severance pay calculator, the accuracy of it. And I think it really highlights one thing. This call is it's it's so easy for either the person who lost their job or their, their, their parent, friend, or whoever is making the phone call to get mired in the, in the why did this happen, how dare they do that, where that's now in the rearview mirror. You yeah. have to look forward to what they're owing you. That's no, what you got to concentrate on. Yeah, that's exactly right, John. And it is, it's tough to do that, right? Because, sure. you know, it's everyone takes it personally, their their work and, and their job. And to yep. be let go, it's not fun. And it's, uh, you know, it can be, you know, that's, it's upsetting. And, you know, you want, you want answers. And, um, you know, you want to, you know, basically respond and say, well, this is why I shouldn't have been let go. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, that's not what... Um, you know, you basically don't have a right to that in employment law in Ontario. There's no right to your job. Uh, they can let you go. They don't need a reason to do it. They just have to pay you the severance package. And uh, that's what the severance calculator basically simplifies it to. Um, you know, the reasons aren't important unless they're alleging cause, um, which in this case doesn't sound like they, they have any type of cause. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Dean, uh, you know, he, he did emphasize and highlight a, a, co- a couple of very important points that is, you know the the severance calculator is very easy to get a you know a, a first um, you know estimate of the entitlements, but the next step is giving us a call to determine how we can help you do that. Um, the other thing I, I think Dean uh, you know Dean points out is that a lot of people it sounds like his daughter is one of them that you know they they don't you know it's easy not to do anything about it. And I bet a lot of people yeah. in this type of situation don't do anything about it. They just they move on and, um, you know, they're, that's really you know, not, not right given that, uh, you know, this employer is getting away with letting her go without any severance pay whatsoever. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's not, not a fair situation. So hopefully they do uh, give us a call. They will. I mean, it, 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 it is fairly common in that situation, I would imagine. Number one, she's young. Number two, she's only been there for eight months. So she'll probably just brush it off, say, you know, you guys are DBs and walk away. Yeah. Whereas someone who's been there for 30 years, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you go. Well, you'd hope if they'd been there that long, 20, 30 years, they would stand up and say, no, this isn't correct. But, I mean, that's that's the whole point. There is something there. And if, uh, you know, you can't get uh, an answer as to why you guys let me go, well, then you get them in the wallet, right? Because they didn't give you anything and you're owed severance, right? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, another one we've spoken about many times, John, is that the view out there um, that the employer, you know, I, I, I'm intimidated to go up against my employer because right. they're the employer and they're bigger than me and they have more resources. And, you know, those are that's most common with, you know, really big companies, um, you know, global multinational companies. But, sure. you know, it can happen in, in every, uh, you know, every context. And in this situation, I mean, she's 26. It's, you know, um, you know, the employer has sounds like they have a staff of nine, so they probably have more resources than her. So I'm sure it is uh, somewhat, uh, you know, daunting, um, but it shouldn't be. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, the the law doesn't change just because, uh, you know, you're you're a big employer or a small employer. The, the the law is the same. The severance entitlements are the same. And the the ironic thing is, though, the bigger in company, you know, the more intimidating they seem. But the chances are they have a more sophisticated HR department, and they're fully expecting people to come back and ask and challenge more severance. Because at the end of the day, for a big company, it's just business. So go ahead and do it, right? That's right. Yeah, and you know, I find a lot of most big companies, um, you know, they usually make a, a, a first offer that's low, right. um, but it's still something, and you know, it's more than the minimum employment standards act entitlements. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people do take it because of that, you know, they are intimidated by the process. Uh, they don't want to challenge their employer. Um, but uh, in most cases, um, you know, a significant majority, there's definitely a lot of room there in terms of increasing the severance package. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's obviously, obviously something that you should explore and see if that makes sense. 
And explore it by uh, making a phone call, if not using the severance pay calculator off the hop and the number to reach out, get a hold of Dave Lior, member of the team at the firm, as you should anytime, just even to have a chat, cost you nothing, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. And again, is the website that uh, we've referred to and has been referred to several times on this show. we still got uh, lots of time. You want to call in, ask a question, we'd love to have you on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And, of course, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. Some common questions I know you get asked all the time on this show, on the phone line, when you're at your desk at the office. I mean, one of them is, you know, my severance letter says I have to accept by such and such a date or else I'm panicking. What do I do? Yeah, that's very common. I think every severance package or termination letter I've ever seen has a, a deadline. And, you know, that like I, that, that can be daunting, right? That can be intimidating. It says, oh, they're offering me this. And it says if I don't accept it by this date, I'm going to get, you know, and it's usually the minimum and standards yeah. under the Employment Standards Act. Um, you know, what what should I do? And, uh, you know, that, that letter, you know, that date's there. You know, in, you know, intentionally it is there to, you know, help, you know put some pressure on you. Yeah, and you know the the important thing is your legal entitlements. You know they're they're right that technically after that date, you know the the offers off the table, and they'll go ahead in most cases and just pay you the minimum standards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that offers off the table after that date, but your legal entitlements don't change after that date. So you know if they've offered you six months and you're entitled to twelve months, and then you don't accept the six months, and they they go ahead and pay you, you know the the two months or whatever it is that you're owed under the uh, ESA, well, nothing's changed. You're still owed 12 months. So 12 the six-month yeah. offer wasn't good enough, right? Right. Um, so, you know, there's uh, your legal entitlements don't change by an arbitrary date. Um, you know, I, I still, you know, usually it's a week, the date, the timeline. Mm-hmm. I always encourage people to move as quickly as possible in terms of setting up a call with us. And then, you know, we can we can go from there in terms of discussing next steps. And um, it doesn't mean we sit around and wait on it um, and not deal with it. I, I, you know, you should always make a, an offer, um, whether it's a counter offer, whether you're going to start litigation, um, you know, as soon as possible. But that date is not, it's arbitrary. It's just set by the employer and it doesn't affect your legal rights. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, getting the uh, getting the ball rolling. In most cases, these things are very simple. They're very quick. I mean, this isn't divorce court here. We're talking like, you know, pay. They owe you some money. They didn't give you enough. They got to pay up. That's all really it is, right? Yeah, that's right. In most cases, what happens is the employer offer, you know, puts out an offer. It's going to be low. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you and go through, uh, you know, what, what your full legal entitlements are, what, you know, right. the different factors are uh, that it may impact it, whether it's a, a termination clause, whether it's, um, you know, issues with bonuses and, and commissions and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we'll get uh, get a letter out to them in most cases, which is a counter offer, and we'll, you know, mm-hmm. we'll come back. And uh, in most cases, the employer and the uh, employee through their legal counsel just go back and forth with a series of letters and, um, you know, and, and offers. And, um, you know, in most cases, we're able to resolve it through that process, and it usually takes, um, you know, several weeks, four to six weeks probably. And the phone calls, by the way, stop. I mean, it, this isn't you going back and forth with your employer under the advisement of you or Lee or anybody else. This is totally handled by you guys. That's right. We would uh, you know. put you know put the offers in writing and uh, and just so you're comfortable with it, you see what it is, and then, you know, and then we send it off to them, and they'll do the same thing. And uh, that's how we'll uh, usually resolve these matters. That's how we roll. A question, yeah, I know you often get asked as well as uh, my employer reduced my pay or they made some other significant change to the terms of my employment. What do I do now? 
Yeah, that's a uh, it's a common one. I think we uh, discussed at the uh, the start of the show. Um, oh. It's whenever any type of change is made to your the terms of your employment, whether it's your pay, your position, your duties and responsibilities, it's important to voice your concerns quickly and say, you know, I'm not happy about this, um, you know, and, and you'll please confirm you're not going to go ahead with the change because that preserves your right to allege constructive dismissal. Okay. And, it, you know, you may be in a situation where maybe you're okay with the duties and responsibilities to change, but, and so maybe you do accept it, but at least at, f- at first you've, you've voiced your concerns and, and then it gives you some time to think about it as well. Um, and, and it gives the, the employer the opportunity to correct it. Uh, but in terms of the pay, like a big change, let's say it's a you know twenty thousand dollar pay cut or a you know twenty mm-hmm. percent or ten percent pay cut, yeah, you need to make that clear that you're not accepting that. Right. And um, in writing, in writing, and yeah, and I always recommend you give the employer the chance to basically do the right thing and, and, and go back on sure. it and say, okay, fine, if, if if you know if you're gonna if you're not happy with it, if you're not gonna accept it, we'll 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 keep it in play, um, keep your pay the same, and. Um, you know, I find um, you know that does that does work sometimes. In that case, you get to you know you continue working, and that's great. If not, um, you know, I'd say most cases the employer comes back and says, no, this decision's been made. You know that we're going ahead with it. At that point, you you have your decision to make. Do you want to accept the change, continue working, or do you want to uh, you know resign and allege constructive dismissal and try to get a severance package? Bounce over quickly to a uh, phone call. We got some time. Uh, good evening, Michelle. How are you? Hi, uh, I have a question. I joined a company a few months ago, and uh, within two weeks of time, I was harassed by the senior people, and uh, I brought it up to my supervisor's attention, and uh, he kind of uh, said, go with the flow, learn things, and then you'll be independent. But because I brought it up to my supervisor's attention, this has escalated to the extent that now I'm being constantly being harassed, mocked, and isolated. And um, I, then I brought it up to the manager's of, uh, attention, and he said he's going to do a proper investigation. But the entire investigation was a sham because these employees are considered indispensable. They need them, and the culture is uh, it's a systemic problem. People are coming, go, they are higher and higher. And uh, I had uh, a few months ago, I was in, in an accident, and after that I had some psychological, you know, distress because of it. And I thought going into a job will kind of distract me. But this particular harassment has even put me into greater psychological distress. And I am uh, really struggling. And I don't want to go back because I don't feel safe. I am being bullied. I'm being harassed. And uh, I I called WSIB um, and and I saw a counselor, and they both recommended that I, even my physician, that I should file a case, uh, WSIB case, because it is your right to receive a uh, safe and, uh, and non-toxic environment. Um, so I just wanted to know what is the route to go, and and is my motor vehicle accident that I had earlier would have any impact in uh, in assessing that claim. Yeah, that sounds like a uh, awful work environment, uh, uh, po- you know, poison working environment and harassment and whatnot. But one of, and, and one of one of the things that makes it even worse is it sounds like anyone that you go to to complain about it um, and to, who could you know possibly remedy the situation isn't able to do so or, or isn't you know willing to do so because they're almost part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like it's a you know, not something that you, know, you should you know have to go through. Um, what I would recommend uh, you do is give us a call 
um, just to get some of the more personal details um, about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can help you kind of basically protect your, your right to severance pay there because it sounds like this could be a constructive dismissal. Um, and that, um, you know, at first, though, you may you may want to go on a medical leave of absence, but um, this could very well be a constructive dismissal based on poison work environment and harassment. Uh, so, but the way should we... I, should I yeah. follow WSIB first? You should, you know, work with WSIB, but I still think you should, uh, you know, speak to a lawyer just to, to go through your options and come up with a plan moving forward. Um, okay. Okay, and they can help you answer with that, uh, answer that question too, just regarding WSIB and, and how every all it's going to uh, the the interplay between everything. But it doesn't sound like you should be, you know, that it's a safe work environment for you. Yes, and it's it's not only me. There are multiple complaints from the for the same people in the HR, and uh, nothing has been done over the years. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it doesn't sound like anything's going to be done now. So. Um, which, you know, constructive dismissal, usually we think of it as you know, uh, the classic cases are cut in pay or demotion. Right. Um, but, you know, it can be, you know, you have a, you know, there's an implied term in all employment agreements that you're, you're going to be in a safe work environment free from harassment, um, that it won't be a poison work environment. And it sounds, and they will do everything they can to protect you from that. And it sounds like, you know, the, none of the, they're not meeting any of those standards. So in that sense, they've, you know, unilaterally breached the employment agreement and um, it, it could be a constructive dismissal. But before you do anything about it, before you, uh, you know, say that to them, um, before you return to work, um, I think you should speak with, uh, with someone from our firm and uh, we can assist you uh, just deal with it as best as, as possible. Michelle, here's the uh, the number to make that call. By the way, now that we are uh, wrapping up for another edition of the show, you want to use one uh, 855 Again, one 855 It's help at employmenthour.com. And for you as well, use those numbers, that email, anytime you want to find out what your severance should be. A good baseline number to start, severancepaycalculator.com. Dave, good stuff tonight. We'll be back here on Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock to do this again. The weekend shows, and as mentioned, you can catch Employment Hour in 30. That happens on Global TV and CTV as well. That's Saturday and Sunday morning. Stick around. Alex Pearson coming right back with more On Point. It's right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.